John, good morning. Good morning. Happy to be with you, Jeff. Good. It's a pleasure to talk to you. You've been covering uh, the political scene in Washington and around for a long time now. Curious, as someone that's covered it for so long, how do you think that the coverage of Washington has changed over the past 20 years or so? I think the uh, I think there has been a, a market change in in the way reporters are covering Washington now, and I think it began back during uh, the, the time of Watergate during the Nixon administration, and it has continued uh, since that time. I think the the press in general, if you can kind of generalize, the press corps has a feeling of itself. A lot of reporters felt that uh, they had uh, had been taken advantage of. In effect, they certainly had been lied to during the during the Watergate affair. And I think that's continued all the way into Whitewater and beyond, that the press corps is less tolerant, less willing to give a quarter and to give the benefit of the doubt. And that has its uh, good and bad ramifications, I think. But um, we see currently with the, the not only the Whitewater affair, but now all the campaign finance uh, scandal going on, there's practically a new rele- rele- revelation every day. And uh, so... I think I think there's a big difference. I think the press corps uh, is much more diligent than it was, takes less for granted, and uh, I think probably is doing a better job now in the last 15 or 20 years than certainly it did uh, in during earlier years. I wonder if it's gone too far, though. Somebody said recently that press coverage or that the press in Washington have gone from being watchdogs to attack dogs to junkyard dogs. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the coverage has gone too far, that we're, we're just too interested in playing that kind of gotcha that results in so much of the cynicism we see out there. I, I think a good good case can be made that uh, you don't want to go as far as the junkyard dog, but an attack dog is not necessarily a very uh, bad thing in, in a lot of cases. But I think in some cases it, it has been carried carried too far. But I think a much greater sin, Jeff, is to go the other way and not be uh, village, uh, vigilant at all, not really... Uh, uh, looking kind of under the carpets around Washington and that, that sort of thing. Right. To me, it's, it's amazing uh, the, the amount of money that is spent and the amount of money that is wasted and so forth, not necessarily through evil deeds, but just through mis- mismanagement. And I think uh, that should be as much a target of the press uh, and members of Congress as anything else. I think one of the other things that, that happens is that there's an awful lot of blame laid at the feet of the press that, that really is unjustified in so many ways. I was thinking about the recent hearings with Anthony Lake and the memo, that, the letter that he wrote to the president when he withdrew his nomination talking about uh, the confirmation process becoming like a blood sport and that the system has gone haywire. The truth of the matter is that this kind of debate over confirmation hearings has gone on for a long time. I mean, Alan Drury, the uh, novelist, wrote a book back in the late 50s, early 60s. Indeed, called and, and, rem- and remember about John the same Power. thing, right. Sure, remember John Power of Texas. Uh, he came in for uh, blistering attacks during his, uh, his confirmation hearings, which, of course, uh, then he had, he had to withdraw. There, the president withdrew him. Very personal attacks and that sort of thing. So it is not new. That doesn't necessarily make it right. But uh, both of those jobs, Tower going for Secretary of Defense and Tony Lake going for head of the CIA, very, very important jobs. And we saw uh, a Democrat like John Kerry raising some questions. I think that was mm-hmm. probably the, the final straw there. Now, as somebody that's been covering the scene for so long, do you still find it as much fun now as you did early on? I think so. I do find it as much fun. Uh, sometimes uh, I kind of look around and say, hey, I've, I've been here and done that before. But uh, every president is different. Um, uh, and, and every event seems to be different, and it is, and therefore it still has that kind of thrill. I always look back, and, and when, when I talk to journalism students, and they say, well, should we get into this business or whatever, and so forth, and 
my definition is if you can, you know, sit in, in your living room and, and a fire truck goes by and you don't get up, not only get up and look out the window, but grab your coat and go running after it down the street to see what's going on. It's the curiosity. It's the excitement of finding out new things and all. And I find I find that interesting. I do find uh, Washington a bit confining, uh, and I think it is very true what people say about uh, inside the Beltway. Right. You really need to get out and and to talk to people. Recently, the the uh, I, I had the uh, privilege of having dinner with President and Mrs. Clinton with a couple of other reporters, and we talked about that for about two hours. We were down in St. Thomas when he was taking a little holiday uh, right after Christmas. And uh, he said, you know, a lot of people say when you come to Washington, you're going to be in an isolated bubble and so forth. And, uh, and, and, and President Clinton said, let me tell you, it is true. And you really have to work every day at trying to find out what people really think and trying to take a measure around the country and, and not confining your, your, your contacts inside the Beltway in Washington because it can really mis- misconstrue what's going on in the country and what people are thinking about. Well, I know you're on vacation up here in the Napa Valley, and uh, we certainly don't want to keep you too long. But, but I just want to, one last question, really, relative to what you were just talking about in terms of inside the Beltway. There's a sense that, as you said earlier, there's a new revelation every day about all of this campaign finance reform. And yet there's a sense, certainly in the people that I talk to up here, that it's really not a subject that the average person cares a great deal about. And I just wonder if there's a sense in Washington that this, this is such a big story there. Is it really translating out to the public at large, do you think? I worry about that and uh, because I think it should, because I think we desperately need some kind of campaign finance reform, because I believe that that's at the bottom of a lot of problems in our government and in our system. Uh, the person with the most money can therefore have the most influence and have the greatest impact on the direction of our country. I'm afraid I have to say that is that, that happens and that that is true. And we see that uh, day after day in, in the campaign finance scandal that's going on right now. And it, it really affects both parties, the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party. And we have to do something about all this soft money. We, we regulate uh, money that's given specifically to candidates, but then there's all this soft money. In effect, nowadays, you can give as much money you want to help any candidate that you want. You find very wealthy people and large corporations able to do something uh, uh, to, to have greater influence there. I'm afraid, I think you're right, Jeff, that, it's, that is not out around the country that people say, well, that's Washington, they've always done that. Just because it's always been done, I think it's, it's always been done, but it's being done to a much greater extent now, and it's gotten way out of hand. And I think something's got to be done about it. But uh, on the other hand, I don't think much is going to be done about it. I thank you very much for your time this morning. We will uh, all continue to look forward to your reports on NBC. John Palmer, I thank you so much for visiting with us this morning. Thank you, and I look forward to my next visit to the Napa area. It's just absolutely beautiful, and the sun is out and bright, and it's going to be a great day. Thanks a whole lot. Thank you. Okay, John, thank you. Bye.